Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. We're off on this Friday morning. Good time edition of the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Coming up, we get started with a quick check of our best bets and what happened last night on the hardwood, including a big upset in college basketball. At 6.20, we dig into the guts of Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL with a special song to play for you guys as well. I've been waiting for this for three days. That is followed by more playoff action at 640. During the 7 o'clock hour, a look at the Sunday night and Monday night games as well, along with taking a break to focus on today's action in the NBA to see if we can find some value. Then at 8 o'clock, our playoff previews continue before the Donkster helps us close out the show and send you into the weekend. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at BetQL app and Daily Tip MGM as well. Oh, look at my hair. Holy Lord. That's what I didn't shower this morning. I just like threw some hairspray on. I got a little mini fro going. How are you, Chelsea? Good morning. It is a Friday feel good, good times, feeling amazing Friday edition, yes. right? So I got to be in you, I feel like you've nailed that three straight weeks now. You got to be in it. You don't have a choice. I don't care what's going on in your life. I mean, I care. But for the purposes of this show, you got to be in a good mood. And you logged on. See, things are things are trending the right way. You flipped it. We used to say this at my old job. You had to restart your computer right before the show, and there was a chance maybe you wouldn't get on, and maybe you're going to be late. Nope, you got on, which means you flipped it just in time for the start of the show, so you're going to have a great morning. Well, here's something I've learned from you. The intro oh. of our show is a mm-hmm. valuable 15 seconds. Maybe it's like it only is. seven <laughs> seconds, <Yes>. but doesn't <laughs> it feel like an eternity when we are starting the show and you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it. Then the intro starts and it's saved mm-hmm. by the bell. Those seven to eight seconds, that's when everything comes together. I feel like for both of us. Uh, well, it's good for you. Because you get the intro, and then I try to go through what we're going to talk about for the next three hours. So you get the extra time as well. So I feel like you got a little leeway. For me, I got the intro, and then after that, if I'm not here, I'm in trouble. I got to get it together. (laughs) But you're right. Having that little respite there is is nice. And so that's good. You got to settle in. I I just want to say, and this is not a criticism, I miss your I don't give a sip cup. Now you got some sort of slate gray cup. Like it was made from the side of a B-52. I don't know. It's fine. But it's not like saying I don't give a sip on the air. Well, I used that one yesterday. Uh, so oh, did you? I, yeah, I missed it. try not to use super dirty mugs. And here's the thing about me. When I use a mm-hmm. mug, I usually use whipped cream. So it's really hard to clean. And that's like what I dread the most. When I have to clean my coffee mugs mm-hmm. and when I have to clean anything after making Italian food. Because the marinara sauce kind of sticks everywhere. Because when I'm cleaning my cup, the little bits of whipped cream are very hard to clean off because they dry up, they're like chunky, and they look disgusting. But it's my little treat. Is there any way, like any small way that you treat yourself? Because normally you wouldn't put whipped cream on coffee. 
don't mm-hmm. know, but it makes me feel like I'm getting some kind of fancy drink. I treated myself to chugging some Theraflu today for the third straight day, so that was fun. At least I got the berry flavor. That's my favorite. I said, no, it's not going to be the regular gross flavor for me. But I'm like you. I got some coffee here. I might have some Red Bull later on in the show. I'm stunned that I made it through this week, honestly. I thought I was going to call in sick at some point. But you know what? I looked at myself in the mirror. I said, bro, it's Super Wild Card Weekend. Look at yourself. Are you really going to call in sick when there's so much going on? Absolutely not. Your team needs you. I'm talking about the BetQL team. So here I am, ready to go, ready to talk about football. I'm excited for this weekend, I have to say. I'm getting pumped because now I get kind of worn out by the end of the season. I'm like, all right, playoff scenarios. I'm bad at that kind of stuff. Like, ooh, you know, the Jags could get in. You know, the Browns win by three or whatever it is. I'm like, I don't care. Let's get to the playoffs and let's go. So now I'm pumped. Yeah, I think Week 18 has that feeling to it where there's like a thousand obstacles. Who's playing? Who's not playing? Who has motivation? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, my God, it's Week 18. Can we get to the playoffs already? I've been doing this for 18 (laughs) weeks. Uh, But, Jenks, you should also be excited because you have turned into the NBA Oracle. (laughs) Your NBA picks have been hot. I don't know what's going on. I can't take credit. I think it's pure luck. Good handicap. I mean, it's working. It's working right now. The credit. Because it always comes crashing down at some point. There will, I will say, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about how I had not won a single NBA bet on the show. So now my NBA picks are, are doing well. So it's been nice. I don't know. I always feel like I need to, you know how it is with any sport. And now we've got plenty of sample size. But anytime a sport starts, I find it very difficult to immediately start giving out plays because you're you're projecting and also using last year's statistics, which can be misleading because players have changed teams. And then there's naturally either some progression or regression. So, but yeah, it's been a good week. I can't believe it. And it's always nice. I will say to get an early winner because I was on the Cavs yesterday, the money line against mm-hmm. the Nets. I liked it at minus three and a half. Didn't matter. They won one eleven, one Oh two, but it's always nice. You know how it is. It, it can be bad when you lose early and you're like, eh, great. But when you get an early winner, that makes you feel even better. Oh, for sure. And this game was pretty much a blowout at halftime. Mm -hmm. The final score is not even indicative of how the game went. The Cavs were up big the entire time. I think they went on like a 21-something run uh, at some point over the net. So that was a nice call there. As for me, I think I was on the opposite end where I was playing a game Mm -hmm. out west. So it didn't tip off until 8 p.m. or at least 8 p.m. my time. Uh, so I checked at this game at halftime. And the problem with okay. these small schools is you don't get a whole lot of extra details. So, like, you get the basic team stats, but, like, I can't watch it. So I don't really know what happened with Weber State. They definitely did not cover eight and a half, despite being the much better team on paper. I think this is probably why I shouldn't be taking big road favorites in college basketball. Like, I've done it before, and it's come through. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one was not a winner. Weber State minus 8.5 at Sacramento State. Sacramento State was 4-11 coming into this game, I believe. Uh, uh, Weber State had 11 wins. I think that it just goes to show that surface-level judgments are not always the case Mm -hmm. in college hoops. I will say Sacramento State had a pretty good shooting night, you know, from some of those stats that I was following. Overall, not a great offensive team, but that's kind of the way the ball bounces in college hoops. I'm kicking myself because, of course, William and Mary came home, but I didn't make that bet. 
I just want to say, I know you didn't win. You're still two and two this week. And overall, the past three weeks, you've been crushing it. So no shame in that. I also just love the fact that as you were talking in my head, I'm like, is Chelsea really going into the weeds with Sacramento State? That is amazing to me. I, I mean that seriously, because I anybody can talk about Cavs and Nets. When you're talking about Weber State and Sacramento State, ah, that's a gambling gal right there. You should feel pretty good because you're not the donkster. He's had a tough week. Sharks at Canadians had Montreal on the money line. Ho, ho, ho. The Sharks win. Worst team in hockey by far. Sharks win 3-2. Then had Ducks, Hurricanes under six and a hook. Canes win 6-3. That was a loss. So for the week, Chelsea, you're 2-2. Two and two. You're just fine. I'm 5-1. and one, And the Donkster is 2-6. and six. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. You will hear the Donkster at the end of the show. If he's on his best behavior, he has not been recently. We gotta watch out for him. Let's talk about what we saw last night in the NBA. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, I like this play. I'm so mad I didn't take it. They destroy the Trailblazers 139 77. 139 to 77. The Thunder laying 13 and a half points. They were minus 1,000 on the money line. Total set at 236 and a hook the under. Hits OKC. Gets 31 points from Shea Gilgis Alexander. A triple-double from Josh Giddy. He goes for 13 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds. And the Thunder beat the Blazers by 62 points. That is the fifth largest margin of victory in NBA history. It is the biggest drought in Thunder franchise history. And ironically... The biggest blowout in NBA history happened to Oklahoma City. That was back in 2021 when they lost by 73 points to the Grizzlies. After the game, they asked Chauncey Phillips, the Blazers head coach, about it. And he said, it was almost like the perfect storm. Nothing worked for us. And I'm sure he said that with dead eyes. This was a blowout. Right, but doesn't it feel like this is almost the norm in NBA games now? Where we have one game yeah. where the score is just so lopsided. Because look at the other game last night. What was it, the Bucks and the Celtics? I sat down on my couch and I was like, oh, okay. Get to watch some NBA. My daughter's actually asleep early. No, this game was an absolute blowout. So I think that goes to show in the NBA when you're betting, if you truly believe in a team, I think it's fine to lay these big numbers. Because haven't you done that during your stretch? Laying 11 and a half, I believe, with mm -hmm. the Knicks. So I think on the surface, these double-digit favorites can be scary. But in the right position, when all of the factors align, kind of like in this one, because, you know, the Thunder are a really good team. The Blazers mm -hmm. not only are bad, but also have been in a really tough spot being on the road all of these games. They haven't played a, a, a home game since last year, back in December, December 29th against the Spurs. So I think when you have this perfect storm, it's fine mm -hmm. to lay these points. And obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, and this was a back-to-back -back for the Thunder. But uh, when these games get out of hand, they get way out of hand. Oh, so embarrassing. My God. Scoot Henderson for the Blazers led the way for Portland with 13. <laughs> he had a plus-minus yesterday of minus 56. That, that might be some sort of record right there. We need to check that out. Minus 56 when you're on the court for one game. Holy Lord. 
Out West, the Suns crushed the Lakers 127-109. Suns laying just a point and a half. Suns minus 130 on the money line. Total set at 238.5. The under hits. The big three finally coming home in a big way for Phoenix. Bradley Beal. Wait, Bradley Beal played? He did. Exactly. He had a season-high 37. Devin Booker, 31 points. KD adds 18. The Suns get a win for their head coach, Frank Vogel, who, of course, led the Lakers to the NBA title in the bubble in 2020. Before the game, Kevin Durant told Devin Booker, stop worrying about me, be more aggressive, shoot more long-range shots, and it was actually something that benefited Bradley Beal. He goes 8 of 10 from long range. That is one away from the franchise record, and Phoenix breaks a five-game losing streak to the Lake Show. Lakers trailed by 27 after three quarters. Are you a believer in the Suns now that, at least for now, knock on wood, the big three are healthy? (sighs) For now. I think this is why people want to believe in the Phoenix Suns, and especially Bradley Beal, because hasn't that been his M.O. in the NBA for his Mm -hmm. entire career? He is a walking bucket. We all know he can score the points. So I think it is very tempting when people see these big names on the court together not to put a futures ticket down because the high-end potential is definitely there. This is kind of like, I feel, betting on the Bills. You know, when you Mm -hmm. see the best that the Bills have to offer in the NFL, you're like, oh my God, this team should be winning Super Bowls. But then there'll be a game where Josh Allen throws a bunch of picks and they look terrible. So it's just one of those things where it's not a consistent team for me. And we'll see. Mm -hmm. They certainly have the talent to win an NBA title. But also, think of the postseason. It's like its own mini season. So if you're inconsistent, I feel like it's going to show itself at some point in the postseason because it is such a long road to get to an NBA Finals. That's why the Nuggets are so good because they're consistent. Not the case for Phoenix. We'll see if I'll be eating my words come this summer. LeBron James, 10 points. 1-0 for the Lakers last night. We do need to work in one college basketball game because they had a stunner last night also out west. Santa Clara beats number 23 Gonzaga 77-76. Santa Clara was getting eight points. They were plus 260 on the money line. Total set at 158. The under hits. The Broncos had not beaten the Bulldogs since 2011. A string of 26 consecutive losses. They do it in dramatic fashion. Adama Ball drives the lane, hits a floater with four seconds to play. Five players score in double figures for the Broncos. The fans storm the court after the game, and they do all of that in front of their most famous player ever, Steve Nash, who is sitting courtside. A huge win for Santa Clara. Let's go. Do you think this is ever a narrative when they want to impress somebody in the stands? Because isn't mm-hmm. this the prop angle on, I think it's Jordan Poole. Is it, there's like certain NBA players that when there's like hot girls <laughs> in the first, you see them like looking over, you're like, oh, that guy's going off. And then Jordan Poole scores like 40 points. Do you think this is an actual thing? Maybe for Jordan Poole. <laughs> Jordan Poole. His, Playing for his nothing. low light reel here in DC is laughable. Like, there's just a ton of highlight reels of Jordan Poole, like, going off, going between his legs, behind his back, and it'll pop up an air ball and, like, shimmy down the court. And people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's absolutely awful. By the way, Bill Rowland, our executive producer, did some quick research. Scoot with the minus 56 
against the Thunder. Second worst in NBA history. Manny Harris was minus 57 for the Lakers against the Cavs in 2011. Coming up next, it is NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, and we will pay tribute to Joe Flacco. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. I'm Michael Jenkins. My partner in crime is the great Chelsea Messenger. She's live in Nashville. I am live in D.C. Coming up. Oh, yeah. We're going to preview Super Wild Card Weekend and how the weather will affect the Dolphins and Chiefs in Kansas City. Chelsea, let me bore you to sleep with a great home improvement story. Holy crap. I think I saw Catherine fall out of love with me yesterday when I started talking about this. You know, we had the roof redone. On our condo, this had to be redone. Can't wait to hear this story. Strap in, strap in. So they had to reposition all of the compressor units for the air conditioners, the HVAC units on the roof, and one unit in particular is losing its mind. So we're trying to sleep at night, and this thing comes on. It's the loudest thing you've ever heard. So I had to set up. There's just a seven-unit building that I live in. It's very small, thankfully. So I had to go through individually with each condo unit owner and have them turn on and turn off their HVACs to figure out which unit is responsible for this faulty compressor on the roof of our bedroom. We've got to get it shut down. And finally, finally... Oh, my God. I don't believe it. The last person I talked to, who is sort of my my right-hand man, because he's the guy who takes care of things. I'm the same way. I'm like, listen, if we have an issue, let's take care of it together and knock this out. And I sort of assumed it's not him. It's never him. He was the guy. It was his unit. So thank God, because the last month or so, we'll be in the middle of the night trying to sleep, and all of a sudden you hear, and just goes nuts. Oh. I've been sleeping well because of that. So thank God that we figured that out. Now it's just another problem. I don't know what's going on. It's not a money pit, the place that I live in, but I will say we've had an inordinate amount of issues over the past couple of years. And I got to say, I looked at Catherine yesterday again while I was talking about this, and I thought she was going to walk out. I can see you. You're about to walk off of this show. It's the most boring conversation ever. And honestly, I feel well- bad that I brought it up. It's hard when you don't know half the words that are mentioned. Like when you say compressor, I'm like, "Ah, that could be one of many things. In my brain, I don't know what that is. I have empathy for you. Like even though I didn't understand bits of the story, I understand that when something is disrupting your sleep, it sucks. Like as people who wake up really early, I think you see the impact that sleep has on your body and your mood. So I think I can relate with that part because that's what you do. When you can't understand like bits of the story, you pick the parts that you do and you try Mm -hmm. to latch onto that. So that's what I'm doing here. Jenks, 
I feel bad that you are not getting the restful sleep that you should be getting. I appreciate that. And actually, you hit on the most salient point of all, which is I don't know anything about this stuff. I'm learning on the fly. I am I am the last person you would ever call for home. Look at me. Do I look like a guy that's going to fix your carburetor or come over and build you a shelf? No. I'm a guy who restarts your computer and says, download these updates. That's what I do. So I don't know about any of this stuff. So I'm trying to figure it out on the fly. Oh, my God. But we figured it out. Fine. Whatever. I slept decent last night. I think part of it was just the anxiety of thinking, oh, my God, when am I ever going to get this When's done? When's it turning on? But now? <laughs> oh, yes. Did you think it was going to come time. back? You're like, okay, is it coming? Is it coming? Is it coming? There it is. Oh, it's still there. there. I was yeah, there. exactly. It's the anxiety because it's still there. It's not mm-hmm. fixed. It's going to take at least a few weeks. So it's like, when is it? When is it? When is it? Oh, there it is. You're, you're totally right. This is how I am. The next few weeks. Oh, my daughter's been coughing at night. She's not sick yeah. during the day. So it's the same thing. It's the anxiety of me laying there thinking, when's she going to cough next? Because I try to give her water like when she coughs because yeah. she's a toddler. Like she doesn't have great instincts at this point. That's the thing about kids. Like when they get sick, I don't want to call them stupid, but like, come on, man, <clears throat> blow your nose, drink some water. These are the basics. So you got to teach them. And that's the toughest part of kids being sick. How old is this sweet Blake? Three? Is that right? <laughs> she just turned four. So oh, she gets four, some credit sorry. there. I'm way off. You know, she's still learning the ropes. Blake. But it don't is Don't be so stupid. Uh, Blow your nose. Blow <laughs> your nose, Blake. You're four. You're four. And by the way, it's time to start working towards college. All right? We're playing the long game here. Let's play a little. Time to get in the factory. <laughs> Yeah, get, get in the factory. Get to the Let's factory, Let's play a little Blake. super wild card weekend in the NFL. And look at these lines. And we are starting tomorrow, a 430 kickoff in Houston. Browns at the Texans. Browns laying two points. Browns minus 130 on the money line. Texas plus 110. Total set at 44 and a hook. We are seeing some money come in on the Texans because the spread is down from Browns minus two and a half. Before we handicap this game, Man, I've been waiting for this. A man by the name of Jay Casey on Twitter decided to rewrite the song, a very famous song, Lola by the Kinks. Everyone knows that song. And he made that into a song about Joe Flacco. So let's listen to this classic. was sitting on the couch when Deshaun went down. We asked him his name and in a dark brown voice, he said, Flacco, M-L-A, Flacco. He walked up to us and asked if he could play. DGR got hurt, so we said, okay, Mr. Flacco. Judge Joe Flacco. Judge Joe Flacco. Physical guy, but when he threw me the ball, he nearly broke my spine. That Joe Flacco, Joe 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 Flacco. Well, I'm not dumb, but I can't understand why the Jets didn't keep such a wonderful man like Joe Flacco, 
Something tells me you've never even heard Lola before. I haven't. Am I right? But now I want what? to. Because oh, this song, song sounds like a jam. Uh, and I was it trying is. to like listen to the lyrics. The lyrics were good there. You know, the, the yeah. period that they did. But it sounds like the original song was pretty good itself. Because I was, you oh, know, yes. I was feeling it. Who is this song by? The original? By the Kinks. The Kinks. It's called the Lola. Kinks. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of them. And Do they have other songs? This, Yes, they have other songs as well. Very famous group. And this is probably their, well, I don't know. It's tough to say. But Lola is certainly, when you think of the Kinks, definitely one of their top songs ever. Which is, of course, why this song was remade into a jo- song about Joe Flacco. Well done, Jay Casey. I don't know who you are, but bravo. So now that I played for you a song regarding the 38-year-old elite quarterback leading the Cleveland Browns. Are you going to be on the Brownies this weekend? I think so. Even though, let me ask you this. Does the line movement scare Mm -hmm. you? Because we've been talking all week about how we both are on the Browns here. I think it's the better overall team. The Browns have the better defense. I have seen, you know, one Mm -hmm. of the knocks on the Browns is that their road defense hasn't been necessarily as good. I think they get things together for the postseason, though. Uh, Mm -hmm. And plus, Joe Flacco in this passing game have been equally as impressive as what we have seen from C.J. Stroud. And they do get an easier matchup going against this Texans secondary, who's giving up the eighth most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. So, Jenks, we have hammered home these points about the Browns Mm -hmm. all week long. Now that you're seeing the line move in the other direction, (sighs) does it make you worried? I would say that maybe a little, and the reason why I think this line is moving in Houston's direction is that the Browns are dealing with some injuries. Denzel Ward, Mm -hmm. their number one cornerback, Pro Bowl cornerback, is maybe going to play, but he suffered a knee injury yesterday in practice. So when you're talking about going up against C.J. Stroud and those Texans receivers, and you think, well, This could be a huge blow if Ward doesn't play, and they've got some other injury concerns as well. I think I'm still going to stick with Cleveland, mainly because, Chelsea, the Browns had the number one defense in the National Football League over the course of the season. So, to me, Mm -hmm. of course, we'll frame this like we're doing right now, Joe Flacco versus C.J. Stroud. But to me, this is about which defense will rule the day, which defense can get the most pressure. And even without Ward in the lineup, potentially for Cleveland, I like the Browns to pressure Stroud enough to get the win. So I'm still going to be on Cleveland. And I kind of like the Browns on the money line at minus 130. Yeah, it should be noted that the Texans are dealing with some injuries as well. Will Anderson, who is an equally big part of that defense, has been dealing with a toe injury. So we'll have to wait and see how he's feeling. But here's the other red flag that I am seeing on this one. Because I've been Browns, Browns, Browns all week long. Mm -hmm. And now it's getting to that point where the picks are marinating and you start to let your mind wander a little bit, does it scare you taking a road favorite in the postseason? Because if this was a regular season game, I don't think I would think twice. But in the playoffs, does being on the road mean a little more? I think it's tougher. The playoffs are just different. And I know Mm -hmm. that that sounds very cliche. Oh, way to go, Jenkins. How did you get this hosting gig? You think the playoffs are different from the regular season? 
But what I mean by that is if you talk to NFL players, they will tell you it's not just it's the playoffs. You, there is a hyper focus on every single thing that goes down. Every single play matters. Everything is heightened to a degree that's it's hard to articulate unless you played the game. Mm-hmm. I certainly have not played the game, but when you talk to players about it, playoff football is is just a completely different type of football. We're not talking about one game. We're talking about the journey of winning, hopefully, a Super Bowl. And so when you talk about, hey, are you concerned about taking a road team in the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's a real concern, especially when you know the fans in Houston are going to be absolutely raucous because they've been waiting for a moment like this, and they've been such a surprise this season. Oh, for sure. And D'Amico Ryans deserves a ton of credit. I'm sure he's going to have his guys ready to go here. But since this spread is so short, we're not talking about laying a touchdown the road. We're talking about, you know, a two-point spread. And you can, like you said, you can just play it on the money line. So I was going back and forth on, you know, my original pick. I think I'm going to stand tall with the Browns on the money Mm -hmm. line. Also, I think there are some props uh, that should be – at least considered in this game, at least for the Browns, when it comes to receivers. Amari Cooper, of course, comes to mind, but he's been dealing with injuries, and his prop is sky high. It's in the 80s. So that one scares me a little bit, but we know when he goes over, he goes way over. Didn't he have a game of like 250 yards this year? Uh, So you go down the list. David Njoku has had some massive games. Uh, I think his number is 55 and a half. And then Elijah Moore, who was kind of the surprise of last game, finished with five catches, 61 yards, and uh, a touchdown last time out against the Jets. But his receiving prop is 29 and a half. That seems pretty low to me. If you think Joe Flacco is going to continue this trend of like averaging 300 yards per game, maybe you go further down the list. But it should be noted, Amari Cooper, I don't think played in that game. So we'll see. I feel like there's something there, but I have not pulled the trigger. Do you think Joe Flacco has a good game here? I think he will. I absolutely think he will. And you can have some success against that Texan secondary. So I think he will have success. And I kind of like the over as well with the total set at 44 and a half. The late game is the Dolphins at the Chiefs. Chiefs laying four and a half points. Chiefs minus 225 on the money line. Dolphins plus 185. The total is set at 43 and a hook. It's come down a smidge from 44. And the one thing you must keep in mind in this game, Chelsea, the weather, it is going to be not just cold, not just freezing. I'm talking about we're going to see perhaps the coldest game or one of the coldest games in NFL history, expecting a high of six and a wind chill of negative 10 in this game. How is that going to affect your handicap? Well, this is a very difficult spot for the Dolphins, a pass-heavy team, and a team that's going on the road. Tua Tungavailoa making his first playoff start, I believe. I think the way I'm going to play this one, because four and a half seems a little too much for me. At three and a half, I was interested in playing the Chiefs, and I still think they win the game. I think I'm going to look at Isaiah Pacheco in this one, because bad weather games, ultimately, you look at the running back. And Isaiah Pacheco has had some massive games going over the century mark in some of these. So if he gets going, and we know the Chiefs have kind of switched their uh, mentality to more of a running team, which is wild when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, But looking at Isaiah Pacheco here over his rushing attempts or his yards. 
I'm still thinking about how I want to play this. I kind of want to play the Chiefs at minus three and lay the juice. I don't know if that's smart, but I just don't see the Dolphins being that competitive in this game. They have lost 10 straight games when the temperature is 40 or below. Coming up next here on the show, Mike McCarthy welcomes his former team to Jerry World for a playoff showdown. More from the NFL is next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by Bet Jim. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. It's the Friday morning good time edition. The Daily Chip from BQL presented by Madam GM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Oh, we're going to keep talking football here in just moments as the Bills take their five-game winning streak to the playoffs. I couldn't believe this story that I read yesterday, and I thought it might get more publicity. The Iowa State wrestling team last weekend was out west for some tournament taking on Arizona State and California Baptist. They were enjoying some pizza in their hotel lobby on Sunday evening when a man named Matt Harley and his three kids walked out of the elevator and they were just going to get some snacks from downstairs. And Matt Harley looked down at one point and his one-year-old son, Marley, had disappeared. And he's like, oh, my God, where's my kid? He's walking around frantically. The Iowa State wrestling coach, not knowing what was going on, said, hey, you want some pizza? And the guy's like, I'm trying to find my kid. I I don't know where my child is. So immediately, this is a one-year-old boy. So immediately, the Iowa State wrestling team jumps into action, and they all start searching the hotel. They're going on every floor. They're looking everywhere. They can't find them. And finally, one of the wrestlers goes downstairs into an underground parking lot and finds little one-year-old Marley in a corner, one-year-old, crying. And apparently, while they were getting snacks, this one-year-old kid had walked away, somehow gotten onto the elevator, pushed a button, went downstairs into an underground parking lot and was sitting in a corner crying. And he was reunited with his father. Thank God. Full credit to the Iowa State wrestling team. And also, now that everything is okay, I do think it's interesting that this kid's name is Marley Harley. That's what I was going to ask. That was my first question. I'm glad they found... Marley Harley, but he's okay. I was trying to pay attention during that story. And that's all I could think about was, did he say his name was Marley Harley? Mm -hmm. What kind of person names their kid this? And I do have other questions. I understand as a parent that kids can be quick sometime. And maybe my daughter's not as quick as this kid, but when your kid is only one, they're not moving very fast. 
Like, unless there's some little, you know, gremlin that's crawling on all fours, you know, yeah. maybe like one of those uh, villains in a horror movie. I don't know. But this feels, I don't know. What I'm saying is this wouldn't have happened if it was the mom watching, you know, the kid. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Have you ever lost Blake before? Even if no. it's just like 10 seconds. Like where you looked around like, oh, my God. Oh, there you are. You're right there. I'm sure you've had those moments of panic, though, even for a second. Like, where's my daughter? And you're like, oh, she's right there in the corner. She's right in front of me because you're a mom. Yeah, but I take umbrage. I take umbrage to this. She says she's saying oh. moms are better than dads. I, I got to take umbrage. Yeah, I am. Come on in, Double am, D. David. Come on in. Water's warm. Come on in. Welcome Get in to here. the Thunderdome. Yeah. I'm a single Go dad. Ahead. Take up for the men, Double D. I'm a single dad. Bring it. I dare you. Because I will guarantee you I am way more protective of my daughter because I am a single dad than most moms are. Yes. Most moms, David? Most. David. Most. <sighs> David, I'm She's calling you to, David. That's how you know this is I'm serious. I'm trying to find a David. way to do this without going too low. But, like, listen, I carried my daughter in my stomach for nine months. She was a part of me. And there is an instinct that moms have that I believe dads do not. I'm not saying all dads are not as good as moms, but I just think we have a leg up from the get-go simply because of biology. I think that there is an absolute link, absolutely 100%. And I am not sitting here and saying that the mother of my children are bad moms. I believe they are great mothers as are you. But I'm also saying there are moms that are not like you that I am better than. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm not. You said most moms. I said most moms. Yeah. Most moms. Because I'll guarantee you. I disagree you, with that. I guarantee you. As nah. much as you are a great mom, there is a counterbalance to that, Chelsea, where there are not great moms and there are absolutely fabulous dads. I am going 50-50 with it, going right down the line, straddling the fence, and I am not going to say I am better than every mom in the world out there, but I will say that I am better than a majority or half the moms out there. I don't think so. David, I go to the playground every single day with my daughter, just about. Do you know how many moms there are there? I would say the split is like 95 to 5%. And I know a lot of dads work. But I will say most of the moms are putting in the legwork every single day. And let me stop myself because this feels like a discussion that could get out of hand really quickly. No. It feels like one of those no. awkward conversations at no, like no. Thanksgiving where they're like, uh-oh, they brought up COVID. I could complete <laughs> I could completely I could completely sit here and say to you, Chelsea, that I respect your opinion because that's the opinion of a lot of women in this world. But at the same time, as a single father, I have my opinions and I feel like my opinion should be respected too. Not all moms are great moms, not all dads are great dads. <sighs> There are great dads in this world, and there are great mothers in this world. That's all I'm saying. Can I just say, very quickly, I want you guys to continue this discussion, but before we've got some time before the end of the hour, I'd also like you guys to tackle vaccinated versus anti-vaccinated. And maybe if yeah, you could boosters. also go into Israel and Palestine, I think that'd be fun too. 
Go ahead. I, I don't know why, Jinx, we haven't been brought to the conversation as people who don't have children. We should be I don't the know. experts. I'll be. I'll, I'll have a drink in my hand about four this afternoon being like, who was right, Chelsea or Double D? Ah, who knows, and I'll have a sip. Go ahead, guys. Well, I just, when you say single dad, like the mom's not in the picture at all. No, no, I'm not saying the mom The mom isn't in the picture. As, as a single then dad. Then you're not a single dad. Yes, I am. I am a single dad. I am considered in the terms a single father because I am not married. I am a single father. When I have my daughter, I am, I am the only person that takes care of my daughter when she is with me. When she's with you. So do you have 24 hour round the clock care of, you know, No, wait a minute. You're daughter? getting you're getting no. into you're getting into you're a not. whole different conversation. I didn't beg my my the mother of my children. I said my 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 children have great mothers. Absolutely fantastic mothers that have taken great care of their of their children. What I am saying <sighs> is that not all moms are like you guys. I'm saying when you say you're a single dad, it sounds like the mom's out of the picture and you are doing 100% of the work. That's the connotation. Like when you said that, I was like, damn, that sucks. Like I didn't know like, you know, your ex didn't do anything. She is out of the picture when I have my kids. She's nowhere to be found. When you have your kids. Exactly. That's an important qualifier. But I have her her 50% of the time. So that's not all the time. And, That's and not so so quantify that for her because she doesn't have her a hundred percent of the time either. So I so just, does she call herself a single like it's yeah, it's she's a single mom. When people say single mom, like think of NFL players that say, I was raised by a single mom. What is the connotation that comes with that? That means the dad was not in the picture at all. Right? That's the connotation, correct. but that's not always correct. Well, you know, technically, you know, because you are not married, you are not a married dad. But when you say that, that is the connotation that people are taking from it. I can't help what other people think. (sighs) Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, in I don't know where this conversation's going, and I think we probably need to rein it back in. (laughs) Um, But I am just, here's my final say. When I'm at the playground, when I'm doing all these activities with my daughter, which, you know, I am a full-time mom. I have my daughter all the time, every single day, every single minute. Uh, It's the moms that I see out doing these things. And I think they would take offense at you saying that, like, you know, you're way better than most moms who have their kid 24 hours every single minute of the day. (laughs) By the way, Jenks, Nice, nice, com- nice comment in the chat. <laughs> but that being said, no, I, for all the yes. for all the full time moms out there, I have nothing but mad respect for them. They, they put in the work you and said put you in. Were better than most of them. I never said full time. I said fifty. I said fifty percent. Get it? See, you're putting words in my mouth. We're number. not going down this road. You're putting words in my mouth. I don't we play those did. games. I'm not playing that game. Oh, this is great. I'm not playing that game. I'm not. I believe what I believe. I am one of the best dads in the world. I take care of my kids better than most people take care of their kids. Super dad. Uh, I'm just saying. Most mom. Bar none. Parents. Parents in general. I'm a great dad. Sorry. That's how I feel. Moving the goalpost. Moving the goalpost. 
See, David, this is the problem. When I get wound up, it's hard to bring me back in. And so, like, this is the problem. Never like, said we you love were, to both argue. Never said like, you weren't we a great mom. Never, never put into doubt any any full time mom. You're putting words in my mouth, and that'll end the discussion right there. You said you were better than fifty percent of moms. Those are your words. And I agree with that statement, and I will stick to it. But I never said full time moms, did okay. I? I said moms. Oh, full time moms. Isn't that a lot of moms? What are we doing here? I'm just sitting back and enjoying the ride. Going into the bushes. Easiest segment I've ever done. And just to tie a bow on this thing. Yeah, it's a good segment. Well, I got to say, we'll talk about the bills later on in the show. (laughs) Let's do it next. We'll do it next. Coming up, Chelsea and Double D debate. United States-led coalition forces attacking Yemen uh, based on recent attacks in the Red Sea. We'll also talk some playoff football as well. It is the Daily Tip from BQL presented by that MGM. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.